0: to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is going to start with soul death. Then I'm going to talk briefly about Miss the Mark. And then I'm going to go to deceptions. Now, one of the main things is that you have to remember about these deceptions. We have to remember that since the devil has had about 6,000 years to prepare for his time, three and a half years, the last three and a half years of the tribulation is his time. He is given permission by God to rule all kindreds, nations, and tongues for 42 months. Time, times, and the dividing of time. You have to understand, well, let's put put you in position here. If you were given 6,000 years, and your objective is to destroy all of God's best creation, in other words, people, and you have 6,000 years to prepare, and you have intelligence far beyond humans, what would you do? You would have a plan so set up in place that it's going to deceive everyone, and if it were possible, even the very elect. We're going to start talking about that because now, Miss the Mark, books are in. You can now order them. I think that they said that they're going to be caught up in the next 24 to 48 hours shipping them out. By the time you hear this, they may already be caught up. means you can place your order and boom, it can be had to you and your doorstep very quickly. First thing I want to talk about is soul death. Now, apparently, (laughs) I I do not mean to stir up controversy between Prophecy Club and the other churches out there and, and our loving pastors that I know that are real pastors that are far better pastors than me, know the Bible far better than me. So I'm not trying to stir up trouble, but I have received several emails. And it seems that when I start talking about soul death, Well, apparently, I touched a nerve because I've received several emails asking me to prove by the Bible their point and prove soul death. So it seems that apparently there are some church leaders out there that are teaching and have been teaching apparently for a long time that once sperm meets ovum, that person never dies. They are apparently teaching that death is simply eternal separation from God, that there is no such thing as soul death. So before I get into the first part of it, I guess we have to deal with that. So that's the question to start with first is, can a person's soul be killed? Now I'm going to start with one of the best scriptures first, and then we're going to go through some points, and then I've got several scriptures to back it up here in just a moment. But first... Probably one of the best scriptures for this is Matthew 10:28. Fear not them which kill the body but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Let me read it again. Matthew 10:28. Fear not them which kill the body but are not able to kill the soul but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. So, now we're going to get more to that in just a second, but let me go back to the big question I've been asking lately. And I think, I think God showed me this question, because it really it puts a finger on something that's kind of hard to put a finger on. So my question is, to the people listening, what if you had to tell a person, the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you, what would you do? Would you tell them? Well, I'm going to believe that most of the people listening think that telling the truth is more important than them liking them or maybe even to the point of death. So I'm going to assume that most people listening would say, yeah, I'd tell them. All right. Then that leads us to the second and even more difficult question. So what is the most important thing that you can tell a person. Now, I'm talking about serious stuff here. Now, probably six weeks ago, I'd have said, probably like you're thinking, the most important thing in the world is you have to tell them they have to accept Jesus. That would have been my answer. And I'm going to say that most people listening would say that's the correct answer. Accept Jesus. Eh, The problem is, when I memorized the book of Revelation, I saw something. It's amazing how you can read a scripture so many times, but until you've really memorized that scripture, it's almost like it's it's almost like chewing something and then spitting it out. <laughs> okay, you just chewed it, but but your body didn't get any benefit from it until you really swallow it. And what I've discovered with many of the scriptures, especially the ones dealing with prophecy, until we memorize that scripture, until we can quote that scripture. We really haven't swallowed it. The spirit of that scripture has not really got in us where we can really understand what that scripture is saying. I can give you a lot of examples of that, but that would get me off my topic today. So let's go on to the next part. The problem is telling someone that they have to accept Jesus is the second most important thing in the world. I'm talking about all people. All nations, all languages, every beating heart, every breathing lung on the planet that has lived in the past or present or in the future. In other words, the number one thing, the most important thing on the planet is do not take the mark of the beast. That's the most important thing. Now, for the sake of this point, just a minute, let's put aside the rapture issue. Whether it's pre-med or post, whatever it is, let's put it all aside because for this point, it does not matter. Reason is, as after Jesus has returned, all of time has been concluded. It's all been stopped. In other words, the judgment has been set. The books have been opened. The beast is slain. His body is given to the burning flame. Jesus has returned on the clouds. All mantles, all crowns have all been del- delivered. And this statement, it is done, has been proclaimed from the throne. In other words, all of mankind's existence has all stopped. In other words, there's no more questions about who's going to be saved. Now, at the conclusion of all human history, there are only three groups of people. This is straight out of the Bible. This is Revelation, okay? Only three groups. Those in the book of life who live forever. Those not in the book of life who are tossed into the lake of fire and given their body and soul to death. They get soul death. Revelation 19.20, Obadiah one we We'll get into that in a second. And three, those people who take the mark of the beast and they are tossed into the lake of fire and brimstone with the beast, the false prophet, and Lucifer. And they are tormented day and night forever and ever and ever without soul death. In other words, if a person takes the mark of the beast, You can cut their hand off. You can chisel it off your forehead. But you will not go to heaven. Not only will you not go to heaven, but you do not get soul death. I'm going to show you the scriptures here in just a second. You do not get soul death. You are tormented every day, all day long, for all eternity. And you have to live with the beast, the false prophet, and Lucifer, tormented day and night, forever and ever and ever. That makes not taking the mark of the beast better than even receiving Jesus. Now, obviously, if they receive Jesus, then you'd think that they wouldn't take the mark of the beast. But there are some people whose roots are not deep enough. When the wind blows, when the rain comes, their house will fall, meaning they will take the mark of the beast. So if you take the mark of the beast, you may be a pastor you may have won thousands of people of the Lord. You've made written. Maybe you've done TV and radio and written books. Oh, you know, maybe one of the greatest Christians of all time. But you take that mark of the beast. The Bible says you do not get soul death. You are tormented day and night forever. Look, I mean, you know, I don't write the stuff. I'm just a delivery boy here. I'm just telling you what the Bible says, and we're about to dig into that. So, in the process of me memorizing the book of Revelation, I realized a couple of things. When I got these 30 Revelations 2 visions in an audible voice, when God showed me the word fruits is a secret door linking the Feast of Leviticus to the prophecies of Revelation and for the first time putting the events of the prophecies in the correct order, like maybe no one has ever seen before. In that process, I saw many things, but... I had not seen in my over 40 years of Bible prophecy, not trying to pat myself on the back, but I'm trying to make a real important point here. I had not seen the truth of soul death. I I mean, I'd suspected. I'd ran across those scriptures before. But again, it's kind of like chewing on something and spitting it out until we really have memorized those verses, at least with me anyway. I've discovered a lot of times I didn't understand them. I, I didn't pull all of the nutrition out of those verses. I didn't pull out all of the wisdom out of those verses until I memorized them. So let me show you in the scriptures that those take the mark of the beast do not get soul death, but are in fact tormented for all eternity. First, let's look at the words, the two words, soul death. The first death is the death of the body. The second death, according to the Bible, is the death of the soul. Some of the emails, to me, were from other people that had said under teaching, saying death is simply eternal separation from God, not destruction of the soul. But, here it is, Revelation 2.11, And he that hath an here, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh, now, hang on, let me explain. The New Testament definition for overcome is just simply accepting Jesus. But, Revelation's definition for the overcomer is different because Revelation is a book specifically designed and is speaking to and talking about, for the most part, the last seven years. Revelation is talking about specifically to the last generation that it lives in the presence of the beast. So, an overcomer, according to Revelation's de- definition, is one who sees and hears the beast but does not take his mark. Let me say it again. An overcomer, according to Revelation, doesn't say it in these words, but in so many words it says an overcomer is one that sees the beast, hears the beast, but does not take the mark of the beast or the number of his name or worship his image or worship the beast. There's four things actually, but that's another topic for another day. So let me finish this. Revelation 2.11. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death second to death. Well, that's soul death. Revelation 20, verse 6. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection, on such the second death hath no power. But there should be priests of God and of Christ, and should reign with him a thousand years. Revelation 20, verse 14. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. That's soul death. Revelation 21, 8. But the fearful, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, whoremongers, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. Here it is, which is the second to death. So I just gave you four scriptures. That's four so far, but there's more that says, yes, the soul can be destroyed. So let's go to the very best scripture. I read it before, Matthew ten twenty-eight. Fear not them. This is Jesus speaking, fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell." Matthew 20:10:28. 20, now let's go to Obadiah 116, which seals the deal: "For as ye have drunk upon my holy mountain, so shall all the heathen drink continually. Yea, they shall drink. In other words, this is them getting hit with the morning star, the light sword that kills both body and soul. Yea, they shall drink, and they shall swallow down, and they shall be as though they had not been. Meaning, those tares, those armies that gather around Jerusalem at the battle of Armageddon, when Jesus returns in the clouds, and the heavens splits, and he splits time open, that's when the heavens roll back like a scroll. And the sun is dark, the moon won't, won't give her life, the stars of heaven fall into a fig tree, uh, as a fig tree casting forth its untimely fig, and every mountain and island moved out of the places. That's the day. When that happens, when that morning star hits them, they fall to the ground in a pile of ashes and bones, having destroyed both body and soul. Now, some more verses. This is going to tell you that the beast, the devil, and the false prophet, and all those who have the mark of the beast are all tormented forever. Here it is. No cut and paste. No jumping around. Just what the scriptures say. Revelation twenty ten, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented, tormented day and night forever and ever. Okay. And so now we have not just two or three witnesses, we have several saying the same thing. In other words, you take that mark of the beast, you don't get soul death. There's not a time when the torment stops. It will be eternity, all eternity, day and night. Now let's go to Revelation twenty eleven, And I saw a great white throne. Now, contrary to what some people believe, the great white throne takes place before the 1,000 years. Jesus is the great, uh, the, the judge, the righteous judge. He judges at both the judgment seat of Christ and also the great white throne judgment seat of Christ happens on trumpets when he returns on the white horse with the morning star 10 days later, it's atonement. That is the judgment of the dead. Jesus is still the judge. So it's talking about here, the great white throne. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, meaning Jesus from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. That's when every mountain falls, every valley raises, and there's no more hills or mountains, there's no more sea, everything is just, the earth is shaken. The whole earth is destroyed, and a new heaven and a new earth is made from trumpets in the ten days between trumpets and atonement. It's all in my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. But let's go on. I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave of the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered of the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man according to their works. Here it is. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Meaning, those not in the book of life get soul death those that take the mark of the beast do not get soul death here's the verses on that revelation 19:20 and the beast was taken and with him the false prophet this is the like the day of armageddon okay after well, actually before excuse me but before jesus burns the tares first the beast is taken and with him the false prophet, which wrought miracles before them, which with, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that had worshipped his image. And these both were cast alive. Again, they don't get soul death. The beast, the false prophet, and Lucifer, they don't get soul death. These both were cast alive into a lake burned with fire and brimstone. Now, Daniel chapter 2 says that and also chapter 7 says that they were their, their their body was destroyed and cast into the burning flame revelation 14:9 this is going to say those taking the mark are tormented eternally no soul death so if you want to know <laughs> this is the verse that says you take that mark you don't get soul death you don't get to just no no more exist the pain doesn't stop your life doesn't end you get eternal 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 forever and ever and ever on top of ever ever torment revelation 14:9 try to remember that revelation 14:9 here it is and the third angel followed them saying with a loud voice if any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of god which is poured out with that mixture. In other words, <laughs> they get the full cup of torment, which is poured out with that mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and the presence of the Lamb. Here it is. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest, no rest, day or night, who worship the beast and his image, or whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. So try to remember that. Revelation 14, 9 and 10 says that they do not get soul death. Revelation 14, 9 and 10. Take the mark, no soul death. So in summary of this part, those in the book of life live forever. Those not in the book of life are tossed into the lake of fire and get soul death. That's actually a blessing as opposed to the number three. Number three is those people who take the mark of the beast or worship the beast or his image or whosoever receiveth the number of his name. My new book, Miss the Mark, explains that. Those people do not get soul death. They are tormented day and night forever. Now, let's talk briefly about this book, Miss the Mark. The whole point of this book, and by the way, my wife Leslie had a dream. That showed her what the cover of the book should look like, the name of the book, and confirmed that I was to write the book. I know a lot of people cook up things that they want to talk on uh i'm not <laughs> I'm not a big avid reader okay i i I just not i mean I've probably read fifteen books in my whole life i just I do not find pleasure I, there's no, with me there's no such thing with reading pleasure. I know some people have that, but not me. And so for me to have now written two books, that's amazing, because I never thought I'd ever write a book. First of all, didn't think I was smart enough to, and didn't care reading enough myself, so why would I ever write a book that I don't even read myself? So this has to be God, and I think it is. I think it's because this book is designed to do one thing. It's a simple book. It's rather thin, six by nine. It's designed to where when you hand it to someone, they will not be intimidated by the book. We want them to say, oh, well, that's a skinny little book. I can read that. And we need them to read that. And it's designed to do one thing, to make certain that whoever they are, wherever they are, if they can read English, they will never take the mark of the beast. And once they read the book, not only will they not take the mark of the beast, but they'll probably receive Jesus. A couple of things I want to tell you it's in the book. One, one, when, in 1991, when Leslie and I went to Israel with Ron Wyatt. We're on this two-week tour, and he showed us many amazing things, the archaeological proof that the Bible is true. We actually went to Noah's Ark. I have a piece of it. We went to Sodom and Gomorrah. I have several sulfur balls. I have a sulfur ball the size of your fist. That is just solid sulfur. burns at over 6,000 degrees, will burn right through stainless steel. But one of the things that happened when we were at Gordon's Calvary, Ron Wyatt had us all set down in a little outside area there. And of course, every time Ron Wyatt talked, I had my little VCR tape recorder going on and I recorded everything. Well, he sat down and for about 20 minutes, he explained exactly all of the details of how he found the Ark of the Covenant. And I had that transcribed and we put that in the book. To my knowledge, I don't think that either the video or the text is on the internet any place. is the only place you can get it. Now, what's interesting about that? Well, see, people from other religions that believe in their books or their gods, you got to give them some proof. Well, this is some powerful proof because he goes through in detail, I don't know, maybe I should even play that on the radio and let you hear it. But when you see it, when you when you read this text, you're going to say, wow, you mean the Bible really is true? In other words, this is a very, very powerful testimony of a man that found something that when the Ark of the Covenant comes out, it is going to destroy the beliefs of a lot. Well, like Jeremiah 16, 19, 20, through 21, O Lord, my strength and my refuge in the day of affliction, the Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth, and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there is no profit, and have made unto themselves gods that are not gods. Therefore, this once, I will cause them to know. I will cause them to know my hand and my might, and they shall know that my name is Jehovah. Well, that's talking about a worldwide revival, and my opinion, what's going to cause that worldwide revival, part of it, is when some of these archaeological evidences that prove absolutely positively that Jesus was the Messiah. What Ron Wyatt believed, that at the right time, When the beast is saying absolutely, positively, the Bible is all wrong, Christianity is all wrong, that this Ark of the Covenant that he discovered, which is in the book, the text of him discovering, it's in the book. When they take cameras down inside that cave and they show them the three cross holes where they put the three people that were going to be crucified, and then they show the crack right next to the center cross hole, And they show the blood that ran down that crack, landed on a stone box of which the lid was cracked and opened just a smidgen, just enough for the blood to get through and drip on the mercy seat westward. And when they test that blood and they see that that is the blood of a human, that is the blood of only one human, but it is different. From all other blood on earth. It will pl- prove absolutely positively that Jesus truly was the Lamb of God. Well, now, how would Jesus' blood be different from all of the human blood on earth? Let's think about it. So, if you look at the DNA of all human blood, what do you find? You find 23 chromosomes from the man, 23 chromosomes from the woman and then whether it's an X or a Y chromosome determines whether the baby is going to be male or female. Right? Well, this blood only had one set of chromosomes. Why? Because Mary was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Father. God literally, literally was the Father. When they can show a camera looking down through the lens of a microscope and they can say this is normal human blood. This is 23 from the male, 23 from the female. Now this is the blood we found on top of the Ark of the Covenant. There's only one set of chromosomes. It's absolute positive proof that Jesus really was the Son of God, really died And his perfect human blood, that was half human, half God, washes all sins away. That's in my book. There's some people you know that need to read that. They need to read, they need to hear the story about how Jesus was literally, literally half man, half God. One for 20, but don't do that. Instead, we shrink wrap them in groups of 10. One set of 10, 25. Two sets, 40. Four sets, 60. Now, four sets of 60, that's a buck and a half a book. Now, you know we're losing money on that, okay? Why? Why would I price it like that? Because my heart, and I believe your heart, is to win as many people to Jesus. But in this case, this is not just winning them to Jesus. This is pulling them out of eternal torment, brothers and sisters. And I believe this may be one of the most important and most powerful things to win them to Jesus. That's the second objective of the book. But also to keep a soul out of eternal torment. And let me just tell you, I believe that most people alive right now, most people alive right now, they're going to hear the beast. They're going to see the beast. They're going to have an opportunity, and most people will fall to the beast. They'll take the mark. They'll worship the beast. They'll worship his image or the number of his name. They will do it because these deceptions, I haven't even started talking about them yet. It's all in the book. I haven't even talking about them. These deceptions are designed to trap not the sinners. He's already got them. These are designed to trap you and your friends, your Christian Church-going friends. That's who it's after. And if it's possible, he'll deceive you, even the very elect. Get the book. Miss the mark. One for 20, but don't do that. Set of 10, 25. Two sets of ten, 40, Four sets for 60 bucks at prophecyclub.com. While you're there, be sure and get my first book. If you don't already have that, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. Prophecyclub.com. The easiest way to listen and watch Prophecy Club YouTube videos is is to download our free app from the App Store. This is not to be confused with WatchProphecyClub.com where you can watch 26 years and over 300 DVDs for a subscription of $20 a month or $200 a year. The app allows you to watch our YouTube videos and listen to our radio programs very easily. Go check it out at your App Store.